Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Well, maybe it won't all be on Brock Purdy after all. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. How about the news this afternoon from Adam Schefter on Jimmy G and some excellent news for both Jimmy G and for the 49ers. Schefter tweeting about 90 minutes ago or so that doctors concluded today that Jimmy Garoppolo does not need foot surgery does not have a Liz Frank injury, and if rehab goes smoothly, he could have a chance to return in seven to eight weeks, making him a potential playoff contributor. Canty uh, did the math, because I'm not a math guy, really, and figured out that it would be right around divisional weekend, January 24th, where Jimmy Garoppolo could potentially return Mm -hmm. for the 49ers. And look, Brock Purdy can get them to that weekend. Yeah. I believe that. Especially if they win the division in their home wild card weekend. Dude, just don't turn the ball over that much. Yeah. You know, that defense is that good where even if you do it once or twice, it's not going to kill us. But don't do it that much. Yeah. I mean, if they win their division, Carlin, they're going to be the three seed in the NFC, right? Mm-hmm. The, the number one seed is going to be the Eagles, if that holds serve. Whoever wins the NFC East is probably going to be the number one seed. The number two seed will probably be the Minnesota Vikings. The winner of the NFC West will be the number three seed, and the Bucks will be the four seed. So if that all holds serve, then San Francisco's in a pretty good spot with the defense that they have, the skill position core that they have for Brock Purdy just to manage the game. And he showed that he could do that without getting the lion's share of reps during the game plan week against the Miami Dolphins. And, Carlin, you can make an argument that that was one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game, for the 49ers to date this season. So the fact that the kid stepped in in that spot and had that kind of performance, I think it. I think it's one of those outings that can build confidence for Brock Purdy as we go down the stretch, stretch to the point where the kid feels comfortable going out there and starting a playoff game and doing just enough in order for the 49ers to advance. But here's what I want to know. A lot of times we have seen in the past where somebody comes in cold off the bench mm-hmm. and they can just get in there and make it work. Then the following week, when the other team has had a week to prepare for the for whoever that player is, having not a lot of tape on them before, well, then it gets a lot more difficult. And once you've been game-planned for, it completely changes the dynamic. I would say that this week in particular will show me a lot with Brock Purdy's ability to, to, do, to do just that, to manage the game and not be rattled by what the other team's defense is showing you. Now, I read about this Peter King the other day where one play that uh, Kyle Shanahan was particularly uh, encouraged by was him recognizing a blitz that was not necessarily that obvious and making the right play and responding to it and getting a big first down to George Kittle. That's all great stuff. Am I wrong to say when you've been game planned for, life's a little bit different? Yes, but that cuts both ways, though, Carlin, because if you're not getting the reps during practice to familiarize yourself with the game plan and then you're thrown in there having just studied it on on the film and watching Jimmy Garoppolo operate the offense going against the scout team, that's a tough spot to be in. And Brock Purdy came in 
and he did a damn good job. Here's why I'm encouraged about him. Even though he's a rookie, Carlin, you're talking about a four-year starter at Iowa State. Yeah. The kid has played some football. And so from an experience standpoint, maybe not what you would expect from a rookie quarterback. And he had that poise beyond his years. And I think you bringing up the fact that he was able to be as good against the Blitz is important. I mean, Carlin, he was 8-12 of against the Blitz for 54 yards. Now, granted, he did have the one interception, but you can understand that for a young player. But the fact that he was, you know, uh, had a pretty good game in terms of protecting the football and making winning plays, I think you have to be encouraged. Carlin, he was 25-37, 200 yards, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's that's all the 49ers need him to do in the passing game for them to win. And I think he's capable of doing that in December football, and I think he'd be capable of doing that in one home game in the playoffs. Now, the other thing that would have me very encouraged about it is who his coaches. If anybody is going to make it a perfect game plan for him to be successful, it's going to be Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. I feel very good about that. And that's a dynamic that I don't think should get overlooked here because so many other times when we see young quarterbacks go in, you don't necessarily think about the head coach and how that fits, at least from the outside. This, I think, will make a huge difference for him this week and his chance to be successful against a team that we know is going to blitz the daylights out of him in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it's an opportunity for him to go up against a team that has a little bit of a different blitz package but this is all new learning for Brock Purdy. And the more he sees it, the more comfortable he's going to be. And for the 49ers, that's the win. Now, they're they're in a, a, a division race now because the Seattle Seahawks are right on their heels. But I'm just so confident in the coaching, in the defense, and the skill position core that all Brock Purdy has to do is not mess this up. And the 49ers will win the NFC West. Like the worst thing you could ever tell me is, hey, don't go out there and screw it up. Because I'm going to screw it up. Yeah. But that's just me. Meanwhile, there was the the other uh, bit of news today that involved Odell Beckham. And Ed Werder tweeted this uh, around 3 o'clock today. The Cowboys have concerns after OBJ's physical that his recovery from the torn left ACL in Super Bowl has not progressed enough to ensure that he'd be able to play before mid-January. And the possibility exists that signing him would have no benefit until the 2023 season. Now, Jerry Jones actually gave us a hint toward that this morning on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas when he was asked if he was confident in Odell's uh, ability from a health standpoint to help this year. Well, I'm not confident at all. And so uh, that's the issue. Now, we all realize uh, that issue of health, that issue of availability is here every time. This one is uh, very obvious and very pointed toward his injury that he had occurred last year in the Super Bowl. So uh, we've got a good beat on that. We've got a great read on his career. It's not like a draft pick coming at you. You've got a lot of history here, and you can take a good look at everything. We've got to come in with our eyes wide open, and it has to be addressed. And that's when you see if you can uh, make a deal or not. If I'm the Cowboys, what's the point of signing him right now if he's not going to help me this year? There is no point. Yeah. And here's what I will say. I know the medical staff down there in Dallas, Jim Maurer, Britt Brown, Dr. Cooper, they're going to give an accurate and thorough assessment of where Odell is, and the timeline that they're going to lay out is what ultimately is going to make the decision for Jerry and Stephen Jones. And based on what I just heard from Jerry, it don't sound like they're about to sign 
Odell. And I think they're in position to be able to slow walk this thing, particularly with the uptick in production from Michael Gallup, two touchdown catches against the Indianapolis Colts. It looks like he's trending in the right direction health-wise, so maybe he can emerge as that number two threat opposite of C.D. Lamb in the passing game that the Cowboys desperately need. Well, this has been my concern all along, that that if you're expecting him to walk in the door and be ready to go and be able to help you right away, you're being naive to the situation. We're barely 10 months removed from that injury. Mm -hmm. And that is back-to-back knee problems that he's had, in addition to, was it ankle or Achilles? It was the ankle before that. So... Why would I think that he was going to be able to walk in and and be very good right away? I mean, Chris, I know leading into the Super Bowl that it was a very real possibility he could run into that the kind of injury that he did mm-hmm. outside of the normal possibility. Yeah, that like they were holding that thing together with duct tape to get him out there to play. Yeah, but he was awesome, and he was in the Super Bowl until he got hurt. Until he got hurt, he was going to be the MVP until he got hurt. Yeah, we're not seeing that guy this year. No, and there's a question mark on whether or not we're ever going to see that guy again. Now, I'm hoping that we will because Odell is that electric when he's out there on the football field. But, Carlin, you're talking about three significant lower body injuries for a wide receiver on the wrong side of 30? Not necessarily something where I want to guarantee more than just the opportunity to play this year, if that makes sense. It does. It does. I need to know that you can help me now and next year before I'm giving you any kind of a multi And here's the other thing, Carlin. What they do now, if if there were guarantees in 2023, would impact what the Dallas Cowboys have to do salary cap-wise with guys that are under contract in the 2023 offseason. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. It's a little game called Good Bet, Bad Bet that is on the way in just moments. So, exactly what... Does the claiming of Baker Mayfield mean for the Rams this week on Thursday Night Football? Could we see him? Hmm. We'll discuss in just moments after we tell you about our friends from FanDuel. Because football season is heating up right now. It is the perfect time to download FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to a 1000 bucks. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win, just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9 with it in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-777 Stop Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I love this game. I love it. We do it every week. It's called Good Bet, Bad Bet. It's hosted by Evan Wilner, our producer. And it really just gives us an opportunity to work in our degenerate side in gambling, <laughs> along with whether or not something is actually going to happen uh, in terms of predictions, in terms of wins and losses, things like that. So let's just, without further ado, here on Canty and Carlin, get right to it. We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Evan Wilner is our host of Good Bet, Bad Bet, and he is ready to fire away with some propositions, if you will, for us. Yeah, let's go. First one, Jalen Hurts is now plus 160 on Caesars to win MVP. Jalen Hurts, good bet or bad bet to win MVP? I think it's an outstanding bet. I I, I do. You're not going to get a better price than this moving forward. If you you were looking at it a few weeks ago, maybe. But uh, you would have gotten a much better price, but uh, you would have had to be Kreskin at that point because Mahomes looked like he was running away with it. Right now, uh, Eagles finish 15-2. and two, Yeah. And he continues at this pace. He's winning the MVP. Yeah, the Eagles are going to finish with the best record in the National Football League. And here's the other thing, Carlin. Of their next five opponents or their remaining five opponents, only one defense in the top ten in passing. That would be the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, I think Jalen Hurts will have the opportunity to be a big reason why the Eagles have the best record in the National Football League. And he's going to put up some gaudy numbers on the way to wrapping up the division and the number one seed in the conference. He is plus 160 right now. Next! Raiders are minus six against the Rams on Thursday night football. Are the Raiders at minus six? Good bet or bad bet, Canty? Oh, I'm all over it. Have you seen what the Raiders' offense has been the Mm. last three weeks? Have you seen it? I mean, this offense has been explosive. 407 yards against the Denver Broncos, which is a pretty damn good defense, Carlin. 576 yards against the Seattle Seahawks. Both of those games were on the road, by the way. And then against the Los Angeles Chargers this past week, 404 yards and 27 points. Yeah, the the Raiders are a good bet against the Rams defense. 
which has been a little bit suspect if we're being honest, Carlin. And can you imagine what we're going to see Devontae Adams do against Jalen Ramsey, who's checked out on the season? Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that, L.A. I would uh, I would jump on the Raiders. I think it's a good bet. Um, you're going to see Baker Mayfield Thursday night? There was, as it uh, was put, there was a text to a Ram source from one of the ESPN reporters asking that question, and the response was, there's a chance. There's a chance. There's now, a I think chance. that's a very small chance. <laughs> yeah. But, I, look, that's the only reason for me to watch the Rams right now is to see what Baker Mayfield looks like in a Rams uniform and see what it looks like in terms of can he still play or not. Yeah, I think the only chance you see Baker Mayfield is if Max Crosby becomes well acquainted with John Wolford early right. in that game. All right, I'm going to move up the pace here. Let's go, Carlin. Piece it together. Next! The Lions are two-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Vikings. The Vikings can what? clinch. They what? can clinch the NFC North this weekend, and they are an underdog. The Lions, minus two-and-a-half against the Vikings. Good bet or bad bet, Carlin? That's not a good bet. The game is at what time? One o'clock. Yeah. It's indoors. Uh-huh. <laughs> when the conditions are all perfect, don't bet against Kirk Cousins. That's one of those old adages in gambling. I don't know if it is or not, but look, I'm not betting against him in that spot. Love what the Lions are doing. Love it. It's great. I think this week you cannot bet on the Lions as a favorite against a 10-2 and football team. I'll say this, though, Carlin. The Lions only lost to the Vikings by four in week three, and that was in Minnesota. And they have won four of their last five games. The only loss that they had was in a short week against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling it. I'm going to say good bet. Let's go fighting Dan Campbell's, the kneecap biters. Let's go. Good bet. Lions laying the two and a half points. Who cares that they have half the wins of the Minnesota Vikings? I don't trust the damn Minnesota Vikings. Let's go, Lions. Good bet. Next. The Bills are the favorite to win the Super Bowl at Caesars at plus 380. Are the Bills a good bet or bad bet at this point to win the Super Bowl, Carlin? They're still a good bet at plus 380. That's still a good number. I have no problem with that. I would absolutely jump on that. And, yeah, I I think if you're not buying into the Bills right now because of what you've seen this season, I get it. But I would just say, beware. Beware. I'm going to say bad bet. Of course you are. Because you hate the Bills. You've never liked Western New York. And, uh, listen, your your disdain for the city of Buffalo is clear. Carlin. (laughs) Carlin. They have 20 turnovers on the season. 20. Their quarterback has 14 of them. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about how much they give the football away. And I get it. Their offense is explosive. They can overcome a lot of that. I, I just I don't trust it, Carlin. I, I don't trust it. I get it. Last year, Matt Stafford led the league in interceptions. His team still won the Super Bowl. But you're talking about the Los Angeles Rams having 23 turnovers in the regular season. The entire regular season. The Bills are already at 20, Uh. and they got five games to go. I don't feel great about this Bills team, and couple that with the fact that I think they're the third team at best in the conference, yeah, I'm going to say bad bet. Next. All right, last one. Russell Westbrook had 11 assists on Friday versus the Bucs, 15 assists against the Wizards on Sunday. So, Russell Westbrook over 6.5 assists tonight against the Cavs. Good bet, bad bet. Ooh. What do you think? Laker uh, fan? I like it. I, I don't like the defensive prowess of the Cavs' backcourt, so I'm going to go over that number. I like it. 
Yeah, if you had told me that Russell Westbrook had 15 assists all season, I might not have believed you. But there he is. He's had 11 and 15 the last couple of games. Yeah, yeah I, I like probably that. would I'd go with the over yeah, on Plus that 100 one. on I that. I have a lot of positive things to say about the Lakers, but yeah. No. Maybe that's the beginning of our See Anthony line. Davis fooling people and they're thinking that he's a elite big man? <laughs> you see that? Can we stop with the MVP talk? Can, Can we, we stop? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. He's pumping up his trade value, Carlin. Can't love, Carlin. Love to, ship, love to ship him on February 9th. <sighs> Just or by February 9th. Enough. Just enough. Move on, please. Hopefully enough people get suckered into what they're seeing right now. There's always a sucker, Carlin. Yeah. There's always a sucker. You know what you're rooting for. Just <laughs> just stay on the court, big man. If you need to take a night off, take a night off. But there stay on the court, big man. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, there are just simply two words. And it's all you need to know about our next segment. Sal, pal. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sal Pell. The great Sal Pell Antonio, ESPN NFL reporter and, of course, host of the NFL Matchup Show. And Sal joins us right now. He will have the Giants and Eagles on ESPN Radio this weekend. Oh, with me. That's right. (laughs) Giants and Eagles from MetLife uh, on ESPN Radio. Sal, Canty and Carlin, how we doing? Uh, it's always an honor to be on with you two guys, and it's definitely an honor to be in the booth with you on Sunday, especially at MetLife Stadium. I'm really looking forward to it, Chris. Always, always great to work with you. I'm looking forward to it too, Sal. So, did the Eagles and AJ Brown just get John Robinson fired? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Titans have been getting crucified over the trade in the last couple of days, and. Somebody had to go. Somebody had to be the fall guy. Uh, You know, let's take it one step at a time. So you go back to the draft day trade, right? And who was getting uh, all of the criticism? Well, of course, it was A.J. Brown. You know, uh, he had to defend himself on social media. But then he put on a show uh, on Sunday against his old team at Lincoln Financial Field. And, you know, I've been covering the league for 30 years. Let me tell you a little secret of mine of what I like to do. And Chris Canty knows this secret very well. I don't go talk to the quarterbacks. I go talk to the defensive linemen. They are the ones that give you the truth, the college knowledge. Right, Chris? 
That's You've right. You've seen me do it a million times, That's right. Chris Candy. So I go to Fletcher Cox. My man, Fletcher Cox, number 91. Nobody's around his locker. Everybody's around Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. And I say with the camera rolling, did the Titans make a mistake trading A.J. Brown? And he looks at me and he goes, you don't trade players like that. And that little soundbite ran on SportsCenter around 900 times. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure that fueled the fire back there in Nashville. And, you know, but here's the bottom line, though, dude, Chris. If Titans ownership, they had to have approved in advance of Brian Robinson's decision to trade A.J. Brown. The decision was clearly made over money, not performance. At some point in the process, Robinson had to go to ownership and the head coach and say, hey, I'm not paying A.J. Brown what he wants, and I want to trade him. If they both said, no, don't do that, but we trust your decision, well, then Robinson had to own it, and he had to go, right? I mean, so there had to be it somewhere along the process of miscommunication or someplace. They said to him, listen, you got to own this down the line if it comes back and bites us, and that's exactly what happened. Sal, what does this move by Tennessee mean long-term for Ryan Tannehill's future? Great question. I'm not close enough to know, but I, after talking with some of the Titans people after the game, they said, when, remember, after the game, Mike Vrabel stood at the podium. I was right there. I was with Teron Davenport, our NFL Nation reporter. We did a YouTube segment afterward, and I asked Teron, I said, you heard Mike Vrabel. He said in the post-game press conference, quote, this team is at a crossroads. So I asked Teron Davenport in our segment, I said, does that mean that they're going to bench Ryan Tannehill? And he said, no, it doesn't mean that at all. They're in first place. They got to ride with Tannehill. They got to figure out a way to bottom line. Chris is Derrick Henry's been bottled up the last three games. And the reason is, is people are playing eight and nine guys in the box. Mm -hmm. They got to loosen up the secondary. They got to loosen up the linebackers in their passing game where Derrick Henry is going to be stalled in their whole offenses and they won't be able to score points like they did on Sunday. Couldn't score any points. Yeah. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter, host of NFL matchup on Saturday mornings. Uh, Sal, with the Eagles and the Cowboys, how close are the Cowboys to the Eagles right now? I think they're very close. When you study them on film, they are ferocious on defense. They get after the quarterback. The ESPN metric is that they are third in the league in hitting the quarterback when running or passing 26% of the time right behind the commanders and the Jets. That's a metric that I look at because I want to know how much is the quarterback, the opposing quarterback, under duress when the defense gets on the field. And when the defense of the Dallas Cowboys get on the field, your quarterback is under duress one quarter of the time. That's a lot. So they get after the quarterback in various ways. They're very creative and multiple in their blitzing schemes, but they don't really have to be because I think they have the best pass rusher. They have the elephant uh, in the room, as uh, they like to say, in Micah Parsons. And you got to account for him like you used to have to account for Haley uh, the same kind of way. So I think, you know, they're very, very close. I do. And I, I think it's really incumbent now that upon the Eagles, super pressure on both the Giants and the Eagles. Don't you think, Chris, Sunday? I think yep. it's a must win yep. for the Giants and for the Eagles, both of them, because the Eagles don't want to get in, go into Christmas Eve with the Cowboys only one game behind. 
they want to keep the Cowboys at a two-game distance. If they're the if I'm if I'm reading this right, so they got to go on the road at MetLife on the road in Chicago and win two games to keep that two-game distance on Christmas Eve against the Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys will be feeling themselves big time on Christmas Eve with only one game separating the Eagles and the Cowboys. Sal, great stuff. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon. See you Sunday. Anytime, gentlemen. Anytime. You guys are the best. Thank you. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter. Uh, As we said, he and I will have the call on Sunday of Giants-Eagles on many of these ESPN radio stations. Of course, the NFL matchup show, which is a must-see each and every week. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, what do we do? We make people money. Oh, that's next. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. I love it. I love it when we start to put together our parlay for the night on the Canty and Carlin pick of the day, and it involves one of Canty's teams. It's so yes, much fun. Yes. Oh, it's, it's so much fun. Well, it's fun for me, too, because I'm thinking about what's in the best interest of my team long-term, not right. the here and now. Well, <laughs> and I'm not buying into this renaissance that the L.A. Lakers are having. I'm just not. Yeah, This but, is not a title-contending team. But it's just funny to hear you say, I'm thinking about them long-term when I'm making that play. Damn. What's best for you? Carlin, I tell you, I'm rooting for me when we make these parlays. I'm rooting for me. <laughs> Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app with your play of the night. We have got the Los Angeles Lakers visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm -hmm. Cavaliers are six-point favorites over the Lakers. Now, just a little while ago, we told you in Good Bet, Bad Bet that Russell Westbrook, who has had 11 and 15, respectively, in terms of assists his last couple of games, is over six six and a half assists tonight over-under. And we like the over at plus 100, basically even money. Yeah. Uh, so that is one. Uh, how about Anthony Davis rebounds? Anthony Davis rebounds is 12 and a half. Oh, we're going over. Hammer the over. I'm going to throw one more at Have you. Have you seen Anthony Davis over this last stretch of 10 games where the Lakers have won eight? Yes. He's been a machine. Yes. I'm going to throw one more at you. What else you got? Just to, besides the points, uh, I'm just going to throw in that you've got 26 and a half is the over-under for Donovan Mitchell tonight. Mm. You can say mm. no. You can say no. I don't hate it, though, Carlin. 26 and a it. half. It's aggressive, but I don't hate it. Well, if you just laid the points with Cleveland, that three-leg parlay without it is a plus 750. Wow. That's a pretty good number. I would roll with that. Yeah, let's roll with that. Yeah, I'd roll with that. Just out of curiosity, if we added Donovan Mitchell to it, it would make it plus 1,400. <laughs> so we're going to roll with that. Plus 750. Cavs minus six. Anthony Davis over 12 and a half rebounds. Russell Westbrook over six and a half assists. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. 
Earlier today, Browns claiming, or rather not the Browns, but the Rams have claimed former number one overall pick Baker Mayfield, waived by the Panthers earlier today. Of course, former Browns quarterback, and Mayfield potentially has a chance to play Thursday night. As one source told Adam Schefter, quote, there's a shot. <laughs> uh, so you're saying there's a chance. What do you like about Baker Mayfield, or what do you think about the fact that the Rams, with Stafford likely out for the year, uh, the team that claims Baker Mayfield? You know? I, I think it opens up the conversation about what Matthew Stafford's long-term future with the Rams is going to be. I think this could be a signal that Matt Stafford is closer to walking away than anybody in NFL circles actually realizes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that they would put a claim in for Baker Mayfield when they had a quarterback in John Wolford who allowed them to be competitive against the Seattle Seahawks this past Sunday, I, I, it just, to me, screams of a move where the Los Angeles Rams are looking for a quarterback that could potentially be a longer-term bridge option. And Baker Mayfield fits that mold. Not to mention what we heard from Jeff Darlington. There's a love affair that Sean McVay has had since Baker came out in the NFL draft in 2018. So, to me, that's where the conversation starts with the Rams and Baker Mayfield having this reunion. Three and out brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your coverage, so you only pay for what you need. Today is Giannis Antetokounmpo's birthday. Here is Giannis last night on what his potential birthday plans uh, could be. I would not want to go to dinner because I have a game the next day. I want to be able to rest and uh, get my treatment that I usually do and take my nap and play with my kids. Other once I put my kids uh, to bed, you never know what can happen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Might get a little bit freaky. Might get a little bit freaky. The freaks <laughs> comes out on his birthday night. The Greek freak comes out that. on his birthday night. Look I ain't at mad that. at him. I ain't mad at him. Nicely done. A little, a little birthday love. Hey. Nothing wrong with a little birthday love. Absolutely not. Yeah. And then f- finally, Canty, world champion eater Joey Chestnut lost the ninth annual St. Elmo's Shrimp Cocktail Eating Championship. Held the title for eight years. Came in fourth this year. Jeff Esper Took hold the gold. Uh, took home the gold, eating sixteen pounds six ounces of shrimp in eight minutes. Oof! Uh, and he only won fifteen hundred bucks. That's disgusting. Like that. That doesn't That's cover disgusting. the hospital bill. That's disgusting. I mean, I love St. Elmo's shrimp cocktail as much as which is a famous for those who don't it's know. It's a horse, famous. It's got the horseradish in it. Yep. It's, it's 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 magnificent. It's a famous steakhouse in Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean it's it's great. It's a famous steakhouse in Indy, but they're more known for their shrimp cocktail yep. and their horseradish sauce. And it's like a fiery sauce. It's yep. outstanding. It's yep. great. I mean, it's a staple at the NFL Combine. But sixteen pounds of it? Yeah. No. Are, no. Uh, that, Carlin. I just I don't I, I, as big as, as big as I am I have never been into the competitive eating at yeah, all. Competitive eating is not a sport. No, no, it's I, not. I agree with that. Yeah. Now I would go competitive eating if it involved like you had to eat this amount in under this amount of time, like at a particular restaurant. Yeah, like I drove through Amarillo once and there was the ninety six ounce steak that you had to eat yeah, in it's under like an man hour versus food. I guess right. where that is. I wonder why there hasn't been a competitive eating contest for Thanksgiving Day food. Well, not that we know of. I mean, you've always been a visionary, so maybe you just struck gold without even realizing I'm it. I'm just saying. Hey. I am our resident idea guy. Listen, if this radio thing doesn't work out, we got a plan. <laughs> Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.